in the modern world we see people kind of compounding movements and yeah a lot of yang energy in our lives at the moment where we're constantly doing 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 and we're always in a fight or flight mode i think if i'm not mistaken one of the first studies that came up on relaxation in 1934 by edmund jacobson when he, he wrote the book you must relax right so in that book he talks about the report where they had success in treating things like high blood pressure indigestion and insomnia just with relaxation techniques yeah i right. think yoga is a mental practice because it starts with your grounding it starts with your meditation and then you build your asana i Vanakam namaste and hello everyone welcome to the 33rd episode of inside the minds of great yogis in today's episode we have a very special guest joining us so we are joined by Aisha Wahab um and to start off Aisha aims to educate on and guide you through restorative yoga for mindfulness meditation for a renewed restored and better you in addition to her passion driven purpose she's formally qualified as a 200 hour registered yoga instructor certified under the global yoga alliance and is constantly seeking new ways to refine her personal practice As a teacher, her specialty lies in restorative and yin yoga styles and has been teaching a global audience via her personal platform since March 2020. Let's give a big round of applause to Aisha Wahab. Hi Aisha, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Hi Swati, thank you so much for having me and it's wonderful to finally meet you. I'm doing really well. How are you today? I'm doing good, thank you. Um, so I want to welcome you onto the show. It's it's a pleasure to have you. So um, I want to start off by asking you, how did your journey of yoga begin? Uh, well, if I was to put it in a couple of words, it would just be the words stress and anxiety. That's exactly where like my yoga journey began. I was quite young actually. I was just out of high school, maybe sixteen, seventeen, and I had terrible health to put it. um that way um there were many things that i was kind of dealing with um a lot of tummy issues something that we're seeing co- very common when you associate with the term stress uh to put it very simply i was extremely stressed out i was super anxious i was moving away from home going to college and like so many things and um i was actually diagnosed with hundreds of gastroenteritis and IBS and so many things and then one doctor actually told me he's like you're just really anxious Aisha like why don't you do something about that um so I actually just went to a couple of classes and I'm a very type A personality so like even with the asanas I just wanted to be so perfect in my practice uh but then when I started to realize that you know yoga is so much more it's the mindfulness it's and the effect that it had on me i started sleeping really well my digestive issues started like slowly tapering off and yeah i guess an anxious teenager is where it started yeah that's wonderful thank you for sharing your um journey with us aisha i think that was beautifully said so um the next question i want to come into is what inspired you to start yoga with aisha 
um, I guess the name, as you can tell, is still a work in process. Um, a common term that I constantly hear is like the term I'm stressed out, right? Uh, in the modern world, we see people kind of compounding movements and yeah, a lot of yang energy in our lives at the moment where we're constantly doing, 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 and we're always in a fight or flight mode, right? It's very, it's very rare that people are taking the time to kind of rest and digest, come back to themselves, a very grounding practice. So when the first lockdown happened for me, which was in March 2020, um, I had my yoga teaching certificate, which I had already um, got my license, but I had no intention of teaching. I did it just to better my practice. And at the time, I was just like, you know, having a couple of classes for my parents in every evening because we were all just at home, right? And it kind of grew like very organically because I just remember posting on my personal Instagram and on my close friend's stories, which was just like 10 or 15 people. And I was like, hey, guys, so I do this for my parents every evening. If you want to join, just like let me know. I'll send you a Zoom link. And it just, it was crazy. Like the response, like my friends, I still remember it was crazy hours for them. Uh, one of my friends in Poland with his mom, a couple of friends from Japan, Korea, like everyone joined and it was just such a beautiful community. And then one of my friends was like, hey, Aisha, I want to pass this on to a friend of mine. Like, how do I, how do they get in touch with you? And I was like, you know, here's my number. Like, you know, let's, let's just get in touch and then this online community just started to grow because a lot of people were really feeling anxious during the time when COVID first hit right there was yeah. so much uncertain so much of uncertainty mm -hmm. uh, that like people didn't know what to do with themselves so I initially started off by teaching a very strong vinyasa practice Mm -hmm. and then I started getting a lot of feedback like hey Aisha I really like the last part of your class the last 30 minutes and I'm like okay so that's a more yin based um, style and then I eventually just transitioned to restorative kind of understanding what people needed and that's where I that that's the root of my practice it's very personal for me as well because I went into yoga because I was extremely stressed out yeah. And now this is my time to kind of give back to the people around me. Yeah, well said, Aisha. And I think it's an incredible um, work you're doing with your um, platform, Yoga with Aisha. And I like how you kind of started this platform. You saw a problem and you kind of tackled it eventually, right? Um, the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic has brought a lot of stress, mental health issues for so many people worldwide. And um, exactly. I think I think it's very necessary that we bring yoga and mindfulness um, for those people. So, yeah. yeah. And I also think, Swati, like something that people kind of have this misconception is that yoga is just a form of exercise. Um, whereas even for me, like I, I was very sporty in school, like, you know, swimming, netball, you name it, I would do it. And even for me, when I first got into yoga, I was like, oh, another sport. Mm -hmm. uh, but then eventually, when I started to realize how much it actually helps my mental health, that's something I hadn't even bothered to look into. It was always physical health, right? Absolutely. And then when you start to realize the impact, and I'm, this may be a bit, little controversial, but for me, I think yoga is a mental practice. 
mm-hmm. because it starts with your grounding, it starts with your meditation, and then you build your asanas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I can agree with you on that. I think yoga can definitely help with mental health. And I think I can I can definitely vouch for that as well. It has helped me during um, difficult times, COVID-19 and everything. So yeah. kudos to you for all the incredible work you're doing. And I cannot wait to see more of the um, work you'll be doing in the future. So thank you for sharing Thanks. that. And the next question I want to come into is, what approach of yoga do you resonate with? Uh, so if it isn't obvious already, for me, it's 100% restorative yoga. When I say resonate, I would I also have to preface this by saying I personally practice all forms, vinyasa, hatha, ashtanga, as a personal practice. But when it comes to sharing my practice with others around me, it's purely based on restorative at the moment. Uh, I think a perfect book to kind of that resonates with me really well is Judith Hansen's book on relax and restoration, where she talks about the relaxation solution. Yeah. Right. So she talks about kind of getting through difficult times, stressful times. And she says, actually, the antidote to stress is relaxation. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And to relax basically means to rest deeply. Because rest is very different from sleep. Uh, In certain states of sleep, and especially deep sleep, people go into periods of dreaming. And when you dream, there's increased muscle tension and there are a lot of physiological signs of tension in the body, right? So when you relax, it's a state where there's actually no movement, no effect, and most importantly, your brain is quiet, right? So... um, The funny thing is we have, our bodies haven't changed much in the past hundred years, right? Our bodies are still the same. So stress has been a physiological response to the mind body uh, since time began. Like our ancestors, they were, they would feel the stress receptors in their body for aggression of a hungry animal, right? But for us, we live with things like anxiety of COVID, like losing a job in this economy, maybe health crisis of a family member. So we still have ancient bodies, but we have modern problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what's happening is our our nervous system still responds the same. We have a pretty high heart rate. Our blood pressure goes up. And so many physical signs in your body that nowadays people don't really stop to think and say, hey, I need to reset. Right? Yeah. So when we go into that fight or flight mode our bodies basically shuts down anything that's not a priority to survival in that moment Mm -hmm. so this then affects things like our digestion our growth our repair and even our reproductive cells so I think if I'm not mistaken one of the first studies that came up on relaxation in 1934 by Edmund Jacobson when he, he wrote the book you must relax right so in that book, he talks about the report where they had success in treating things like high blood pressure, indigestion, and insomnia just with relaxation techniques. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So even now, a lot of my clients who come to me come with issues like social anxiety, mm. insomnia. Insomnia is like number one. So, you know, it's, I guess, 
this is what I resonated because I have seen people directly benefit from the practice no matter where they are in their life. So whether you're having insomnia, high blood pressure, even for some people at this point in time, I feel like their lives are so on overdrive that when they come to a one-hour practice, they're like, you know what, I'm just coming here because it's the only time I can stay away from my family, stay away from my phone and just like, be with myself for an hour. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Aisha. I think that was very informative. And also, thank you for the book recommendations that you've mentioned there. No worries. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And the next question I want to come um, into is, do you have any yoga asana recommendations to calm your nervous system? Yes, I do. And the first one is actually the most simple uh, where you're seated down, if, even if you're at office, you're at your lunch break, you're just seated down and you come back to your breath, right? Yeah. Uh, what we call the centering breath. Mm -hmm. You simply allow your breath to move in and out through your nostrils. You're not doing anything too complicated. If you wish to, you can keep your eyes closed. But the main thing is not to strain or force your breath, okay. right? You just come back to your breathing. Um, another one I actually really like, which we call the basic relaxation pose, is you just lie down and you use as many pillows as you want with your body. So this can be under your head, under your knees, under your calves, wherever you need for that day. And just stay there for five to about 10 minutes. Okay. That's a really good one. Yeah. And one thing that I never miss, I try not to miss in any of my classes and something I recommend to all of my students, no matter what the issue is that they come with, mm -hmm. is legs up the wall. Okay. So you're lying down on the floor, your legs are up the wall. You get the same benefits that you do with any other inversion and you're in a completely safe spot, right? Yeah. Some people even tell me they don't have time to do that. So oh. to that I say, before going to bed, just put your legs up your bed and just stay there you know for about five to ten minutes and it really just helps reset how you feel because your blood flow is inverted yeah and it's such a wonderful pose and it even puts some people to sleep oh, okay wow yeah so that's a that's a really good one okay yeah thank you um thank you for sharing that Aisha and one of my favorite ones that you mentioned is the legs up to the wall as well as Shavasan, where you can just lie down back and completely relax. It always takes me. <laughs> it, it's amazing. And I think something that people don't realize is with restorative, we use a lot of props, right? Yeah. I always tell my students, like, you need to feel comfortable. If you feel pain, if you feel a little distressed, there's no point being here, gotcha. right? So um, I think... We all live with this mentality that when we pay and we go for a class, we need to feel pain. Like yeah. that's something that we just need to break in the in the fitness industry in general. That's true. Yeah. Um. So you know, when I give them a pillow and I'm like, "Hey, use the pillow," mm -hmm. everyone's like, "Oh, okay. I didn't know I was gonna sleep in this class." <laughs> right. Yeah. So even for these asanas that I just gave you, I recommend for anyone listening in to use pillows, use props and, you know, feel supported. If you're in a cold country, use blankets like, you know, yeah. you should feel like someone's giving you a hug. 
Yeah, feel cozy and like you know, <laughs> yes, <more. laughs> yeah. exactly. Keep a cup of tea, like you know, do what you have to do. Yeah. It definitely is a form of self care. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that, Aisha. And I hope everyone checks out the yoga asana recommendations um, that Aisha has suggested us. And so I want to come into our rapid fire questions round. Okay. <laughs> and the first question I have for you is, what does your yoga practice look like on a daily basis? Oh, on a daily basis? Yeah. Um. So my yoga practice is kind of situated around the morning hours. Okay. Um, when I wake up, I start off with a little bit of stretching. I'm usually on my mat the first thing. A little uh, bit of a strong vinyasa flow to wake up the body. Mm -hmm. uh, I try to keep it to five to ten minutes. Otherwise, I get really carried away. Okay. So I have a timer and I try to keep my physical movement to five to ten minutes. Okay. And then I dedicate uh, about 30 to 45 minutes. It's depending on how I'm feeling that day. Uh, for a pranayama, breath work, and complete meditation in the morning. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Aisha. And the next question I want to come into is, what is one important concept um, that yoga has taught you? Oh, uh, that's a tough one, right? Like yoga's just brought too many life lessons at me. <laughs> uh, but I think the one of the most important things I've learned with yoga is letting go of perfection yeah. because I guess it's just um, especially when you're so used to doing so many sports like perfection is always the end goal yeah whereas with yoga it's about kind of controlling your mind and you it's very difficult to be perfect at that yeah so in order to continue the practice over the years I think I've just learned to let go of that need to be perfect and, you know, with the yoga practice, there are just so many asanas mm -hmm. that I don't know I can whether I can master all of them in my lifetime. So I've just, you know, let go that, of that idea. And, you know, when the time, when it's the right time, the right place, my body and mind are ready, I know I'll be there. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And more than um, practice makes perfect, I think um, in yoga, we can really agree with Practice makes progress, right? The more oh, hundred percent. Yeah, the more that you yeah. practice, the more progress you will get with an asana. Exactly, and not just with complicated asanas. Yeah. I would say, like even even savasana, mm -hmm. there is a way to perfect it. Absolutely, like, yeah. <laughs> When you first start yoga and you go into your savasana, your mind is just all over the place. Like you don't know what to think because you're doing nothing. Yeah, but I feel like the more you practice it, the faster your mind just settles into it really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Like with savasana, it's hard to like control your mind, but eventually, you know, everyone exactly. it, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Aisha. And um, the final question I want to come into is: In what ways have yoga helped soothe your mind, body, and soul? Um, in many ways, I must say that. Uh, I think yoga has thrown me into this, like, the crazy world that it is. Like, it's a spiritual realm, it's a physical realm, it's a mental realm. Like, there's so much happening and there's so much to grasp in the yoga sphere. But I think uh, it has made me more grounded in my ways. 
mm-hmm. uh, definitely happier in my heart and it's just given me a lot of clarity in my relationships that's awesome thank you thank you for sharing that and i think yoga has been an essential part for many many of us here right many people have been listening as well so um i enjoyed listening to your journey and like all the asana recommendations to the book recommendations you've given us here yeah. so um that is the end of our questions aisha thank you so much for joining us on the 33rd episode of inside the minds of great yogis it was an absolute pleasure um speaking with you and i hope we can do this again and um yeah. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who has yet to listen to our 33rd episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. And until next time, have a great day, everyone. And thank you, Aisha. Thank you, Swati. Bye. Bye. Thank you.